This is a Hot Pie Original. Hi, this is Pat Pearson and Hot Pie Media, bringing you Stop Self-Sabotage. I'm going to be bringing you this program every week, and we're going to be delving into the wonderful messiness of our lives. We're going to be talking about your hopes, your fears, and the emotional issues that you need to resolve to make you even happier will be discussed at all all the times we're together. In this process, you got to ask yourself, what's in it for you? Well, what's in it is an uplifting information, renewed hope, and some fabulous people who are going to come in to share their life stories. All of it wrapped up in a wonderful container to help you deserve even more of life's great adventure. Come join me. We're going to have a good time on Hot Pie Media, Stop Self-Sabotage. Welcome to Stop Self-Sabotage. We're going to talk about your sleep sanctuary with Mr. Jeff Stroud. Hi, Jeff. Good to have you. Hello, Pat. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Yeah, thank you. So tell us how you became a guru of sleep. You're interested in sleep. You have been for many, many years. Tell us about a little bit about that. So my family has been in the bedding industry for over 40 years. Um, we used to operate a chain of stores uh, that was based in California called Stroud's Linens. Uh, and we um, have always been interested and fascinated about the fact that uh, people have different personal preferences when it comes to their bedding. And there's a wide variety of the types of bedding that people prefer. Uh, a good example might be some people like a very soft pillow uh, to cradle their head at night and other people like a very firm pillow mm -hmm. for support. So um, what we've been on a mission to do throughout my career is to develop products that will meet the needs of people's individually uh, so that we can have uh, the right product to create their sleep sanctuary, which is the entire bed. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that we know for sure is that when you're comfortable in bed, you're going to sleep well. And when you sleep well, there are tremendous benefits both for your physical health and your mental health. Yes, that, it's amazing. I I was uh, given some sleep facts by you. Thank you. That is that are so uh, amazing to me. Let me just run through a few of these and we'll we'll discuss them. Poor sleep is linked to higher body weight. Oh my gosh! Every woman in the world is going. I'm going down for ten hours tonight <laughs> to lose weight. Uh, what I mean, and it said the risk fa factors for obesity. And do you know why that might be? What is it uh, that that does? Sure. Well, there was one study um, that uh, children and adults that uh, were not having the proper amount of sleep, maybe only four to five hours a night, were 55 and 89% more likely to develop obesity. Wow. And wow. this is just one of the many issues that are related to poor sleep. The thing that's really interesting, Pat, is that over the past 10 to 15 years, there's been 
a lot of research uh, on this topic because, as you know, people are more interested in wellness today. Yes. And if you look at fitness and nutrition and how people have become sort of obsessed with those uh, aspects of wellness, now people are coming around to the idea and starting to understand how important sleep is as well as fitness and nutrition to wellness. And so while, um, of course, um, a regular exercise is great to fend off obesity, which people know, a lot of people don't know that poor sleep is also related to to Uh, obesity. I didn't know that at all. Um, And let's, let's back up for one second. How many hours should an adult get of sleep? Seven to eight hours a night. Is it's the proper amount of sleep. Is, and is, you would say that somebody is not getting enough sleep at maybe four to five hours. Okay. So there's a swing there. Somebody may be fine at six, but but four to five is going to be sleep sleep deprived. Um, exactly. And um, how much, uh, I think there's, I mean, some of them, one of this wonderful research, how many people, I mean, what's the percentage of people who are sleep deprived? Okay, so um, the Center for Disease Control in the United States has actually declared that uh, sleep disorders an epidemic in the United States. Wow! That about that about one third of Americans, thirty three percent of the population, Jeez. is not sleeping seven to eight hours. Wow! And uh, it's 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 something that most people don't know that fact. I mean, we know about other epidemics and pandemics and things that are threatening to our health, but we don't realize that just not getting enough sleep, how terribly damaging that is. Right. And it's damaging. You were, you were talking about um, not only is it damaging to your concentration and productivity, um, uh, it's it's damaging to your physical health. So let's talk about concentration here for a minute. And I love this because I've always thought this, like medical interns who were up for 24 hours, one of the statistics is 36% more serious medical errors. So you yeah. want to make sure that who's ever treating you, they've had a nap somewhere, you're right? <laughs> exactly. Um, when it comes to memory, and the ability to process information, sleep is critical. Um, you know the old uh, idea of staying up all night and cramming for an exam yes. <laughs> as a good yeah. way to pass a test? Right. Well, that has been completely debunked by research. Yes. That basically, in a one study that was recently um, held, there was a 40% deficit in people people's ability to remember facts after being sleep deprived. Interesting. And so it's almost as if uh, your, your brain is normally like a sponge that can absorb information and memories. But when you don't have enough sleep, uh, you become almost waterlogged or saturated. And it all has to do with uh, the hippocampus and and the chemistry of the brain. Right. uh, When you don't get enough sleep. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, I've I've had um, certainly some feelings that I have had those that uh, that problem at certain times. You know, but I don't think I'm unlike a lot of people. I have had sleep problems, 
And I've con I've consulted um, doctors, of course. I've now gotten regulated in my sleep. But I remember when I wasn't sleeping very well. And I would get up in the morning and I would have to have three cups of coffee before before the brain would kick in. And I remember telling my partner at the time, I said, um, I had a cup and, and the cup said, said at the bottom of the cup where there wasn't much coffee, it said, shh. And then the next one was almost. And when I got to the top of the coffee and I was drinking, it said, you can talk now. <laughs> And I love that because it was exactly what I needed. It was like, I can't, I can't compute. I can't get it. Can't get it very well until this brain kicks back in. And um, so um, also another thing to mention for all of our women listeners is that good sleepers tend to eat fewer calories. I love this one. And why? Because of gremlin and uh, which is a hormone and leptin and those hormones get balanced with sleep. It sounds like, is that true? Exactly. Um, and it's sort of uh, when you look at some of these uh, problems that develop with poor sleep, you look at the things that are great when you get the right amount of sleep. So it's sort of the other side of the coin with obesity. If you're not getting enough sleep, you tend to become more obese. But when you're getting the sleep that you need, you tend to consume fewer calories just because you feel better and you just don't need a sugar high or whatever it is you're looking for. Right. And um, so, yeah, weight loss and weight regulation uh, are important factors in, in getting, getting the proper amount of sleep. Absolutely. Athletic performance, you know, here's some, a study to 2,800 women found poor sleep, sleep was linked to slower walking, lower grip strength, greater difficulty performing independent activities. And that really applies too to seniors, doesn't it? Who have falls because they're not sleeping. I mean, there's all kinds of um, I would think uh, medical and physical information about why seniors, particularly who a lot of times say they don't need that much sleep. You know, I remember my granddad saying, nah, I don't need it. You know, mm, I can do three uh, hours, but they can't. Yeah. And I think this is one that people can really feel uh, in their own lives. And I know I've experienced it. I'm a swimmer and I swim 1500 meters a day. It's a very important part of my life is to keep fit. But I absolutely notice if I go do that workout and I did not get the proper amount of sleep the night before, every stroke is harder to make in that <laughs> pool. It's just really difficult to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can feel that difference if you're well rested. I get in there and I feel great. And, and it's just a completely different experience uh, with the fitness routine. Yeah. 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 Of course. Of course. Okay. So greater risk of heart disease and stroke. My goodness. And type two diabetes. So let's talk about that for a second. Mm. So this is a really interesting one. Um, we talk about all the different studies that are, that are done. Right. Uh, well, there's one study that happens every year in the United States and it's called daylight savings time. <laughs> <laughs> I know that study. So, I've read so about that study. You know that study. It I happens do. every year to uh, yeah. you know, 320 million people in the United States. Right, yeah. But what's interesting about it is, is that when we spring forward and we lose an hour of sleep, 
would you believe that the heart attacks uh, reported at hospitals increases by 24%? That's extraordinary. Just by losing one single hour of sleep. Jeez. And then <laughs> the, the opposite occurs when we fall back and we gain an hour, the rate of heart attack drops by 21%. <laughs> so it's just amazing. And this is one of the arguments to ban the, the whole daylight savings time thing because yeah. it really yeah. does create problems. In fact, you can see the same effect in traffic accidents and suicide rates when we lose the hour of sleep and daylight savings time. So that's a a study that's not really a study. It just happens to happen every year. Jeez, that's (laughs) amazing, Jeff. Yeah, and well, yeah, exactly. And is it is that because you lose an hour of sleep or the anxiety over losing an hour of sleep? I mean, what do we know why exactly? It it could probably be both. Uh, I think that when, well, obviously when you don't get enough sleep, that is also linked to anxiety and depression. Right. 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 Which is, you know, we know, in fact, 90% of people who have clinically, you know, clinical depression report not sleeping well. Yeah. So it's a little chicken. There's absolutely a link there. Well, of course, yeah. And there's a little chicken or the egg. You know, did they did they not sleep and then they got depressed, or were they depressed and then they didn't sleep? But um, and to your point, I'm sure is if we get them sleeping, their depression will lighten. It will lift. At least will lift some. Yeah. Well, you you just brought up what is a really really great point, which is sort of the arrow of causation. And, and how does that really work? Because we talked about when you sleep well, you will live well, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But it's also almost like a yin and a yang. When you live well, you're going to sleep well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what happens is, and it's, it's also, if you're not sleeping well, you're going to become depressed. If you become depressed, you're going to not sleep well. And so um, that arrow of causation is almost circular there. Yes, circular. And yeah. what we find is that when people are comfortable in their bed and they're sleeping well through the night, they tend to live better the next day. And when they're living better, they feel good and they're able to sleep well the next night. And it's a positive spiral upward. I gotcha. Yes, of course. Of course. And then and then they're nicer human beings to be with. You know, they're more present. They're more, they're less depressed. They, um, their immune function is up, right? We have to see that too. Their inflammation is down and all those things that cause ongoing, uh, problems in your, in your health. So let's also talk about, um, emotions and social interactions. What happens emotionally to you when you don't get enough sleep? Well, there's research that shows, Pat, that when, when you're not sleeping well, one of the studies showed that you're not able to recognize other people's emotions, whether it's anger, right, or happiness or whatever. It's, it's almost as if some, some people have, have tied it to it's almost like uh, being drunk, okay? Your judgment is impaired. And you can't remember things and you can't recognize or appreciate when somebody's upset, these kinds of things. So 
it can be terribly damaging to relationships. If, sure. if you are not recognizing when your friend or your partner or whoever is angry or upset um, or has uh, some other emotional issue, you can't um, then empathize with them. And right. You can't really develop or have, um, you know, a strong relationship bond if you don't recognize somebody else's emotions. So I think it also spills over into relationships and, of course, obviously, too, in the workplace. If you're coming to work and you're not well rested, you're not going to understand the boss. You're not, you're not, your antenna are not going to pick up what the boss is trying to tell you. And uh, that's not, not going to be good. Not good. Yeah. Um, many years ago, I had a dear friend who was involved in McDonald's and he told me a story that I thought was wonderful. And that was about the, the chief operating uh, officer of McDonald's U.S. Every day between one and two took a nap and everybody knew it. Like, don't, don't interrupt him. Don't put in calls. We don't care how urgent it is. I'm having my nap. And um, he did that so he could keep functioning and function at a high level. But that was so um, smart along, you know, many, many years ago. And Churchill used to do that too. He, uh, I just saw, yeah, I just saw a movie about Churchill and the, the, his secretary was giving him all, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. And he goes, where's my nap? <laughs> I don't see my nap on the schedule. <laughs> so I better have my bath and I have to have my nap. Now, this is a man who was running World War II, but he took a nap. So there yeah. you go. You know, um, you, what you brought up is really important that um, sleep experts will tell you that one of the ways to ensure that you do get a good night's rest is your regular sleep routine. Yes. You go to bed at the, at the same time, you wake up at the same time. If you take a nap, you take a nap at the same time. Yes. But if you were going to bed, you know, one night uh, at two o'clock in the morning or one o'clock in the morning and another night at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, that irregularity is very destructive to your sleep pattern and right. will, will, right. will affect your ability to sleep. Yes, of course. Okay. So we've got all these tests. Now, the other thing I found was interesting, some of the research that you shared and I was looking at is reproduct reproductivity. Tell me about that and men who don't sleep and, you know, what happens? So um, there was one study that showed that men who sleep only four to five hours have testosterone levels that are 10 years they're senior. Okay. So, uh, and, and I'll give you, this is another interesting one. Men who do not sleep well actually have smaller testicles. <laughs> if you can believe that. Well, I can you know, see. <laughs> so, so if you are a man, uh, and women, same other different consequences, same thing, but yeah. your reproductive health and your reproductive system is also affected if you don't sleep well. And yeah. this is why we say, you know, sleep truly is uh, really the fountain of youth. Um, that if you're if you're not getting the sleep that you need, that you're going to age faster. 
in many, many different ways. And your reproductive system is just one, one yes, way. One way. But, but in all, you know, what I'm fascinated with is that now, um, now that, that research has caught up, there's this huge body of research about sleep that we, we used to just hear, you know, stories like, you know, uh, and, and we all, we all, um, you know, as ourselves, but also as parents, we would see our kids, you know, and we, and I remember sleeping till one o'clock when I was a teenager and my, you know, my parents going, get out of bed, you, you lazy, no good, whatever, and go do what you're supposed to do. And now we understand the teenagers have to do that. And, and mm-hmm. that was, that was a, uh, an understanding that probably saved a lot of parent child, you know, arguments. Um, so we, you have some research too on age related sleep, right? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, basically, um, all of the research shows that if you are, you know, only getting four to five hours of sleep a night and not doing well, that, uh, you are cutting years off of your life expectancy. Um, there's just no question about that because of all the different things we talked about. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you one one fact that I thought was fascinating that I learned is that the the World Health Organization has actually classified uh, if you're working a late night shift and you're you know have abnormal sleep hours as you grow older and so forth and so on, they've actually classified that as a carcinogen that that is going to, could help you develop cancer by doing that. And so when you talk about diabetes, cancer, obesity, heart disease, all of these things, that Jeff, are related to not sleeping well. You've got to excuse You're me. Absolutely. I've got to go take a nap. <laughs> I've decided that I've got to go lie down just hearing this. <laughs> okay. Now, I know um, uh, that you specialize in creating a sleep sanctuary for people. So it's not enough just to say, uh, you know, you need, um, you know, six to uh, seven to eight hours of sleep. You've got to have a bed that you can enjoy and come into. And for many of us, including myself, I do a lot more than sleep in a bed. You know, I read, I watch TV. I mean, my bed had better be a sanctuary, better be a comfy little thing to slip into, you know. Um, so tell me about some of the things that that your company is doing to help people with their sleep. Great. So um, Psalm V means sleep well, live well. Okay. Um, and uh, it's our mission to help people create a sleep sanctuary in their bed- bedroom. And one of the more interesting things about our industry is there was a research study done a few years back by incorporated in the United States that uh, asked people what was the number one factor in their decision to purchase bed linen. What was it? Was it the thread count? Was it the price? Was it the color? What was it? And by a a long margin, the biggest factor is the touch and feel of the product. Mm -hmm. And um, our company recognized this 
and discovered that um, e-commerce is terribly insufficient for shopping for for bedding because obviously you cannot touch or feel right. <laughs> something over the internet. Right. They can describe how it might feel, but you can't actually touch it or feel it. Right. Exactly. And so what what we decided to do is to um, empower independent brand associates throughout the U.S. to uh, represent our line of products with fabric swatches and samples of the product so they could meet one-on-one with uh, a customer, let them touch and feel and experience the product before they buy it, also with the advice of a, of a professional who understands bedding and how to layer your bed for comfort, which is also really important, so that they can create their sleep sanctuary yes. uh, properly. And um, we are also believe uh, in, in personal service, the personal service that comes along with that. Sure, of course. And so that's what we do. But um, we actually start with products that are developed based on what we've learned about what people want to experience when they get into bed. And I'll give you an example. Um, there are some people that like a very buttery, soft feel when they sleep into bed, uh, when they slip into bed. There are other people who like a crisp sheet that feel, it doesn't feel so soft and supple, but it's more crisp. Okay. So in order to create that experience, you have to develop products that are made with that in mind. So in order to create something buttery soft, that takes a very long staple cotton. And we use Supima cotton, which is the longest staple cotton. It's less than 1% of the cotton grown in the United States. And a very fine denier of yarn and a sateen weave to create that buttery soft feel. To create a crisp sheet, you need a different weave, not a sateen. You need a percale weave and uh, uh, maybe a different denier yarn to do that and a different type of cotton. So these are how we've crafted our products so that um, uh, unlike shopping at retail, where you're presented with 200 thread count, 400 thread count, 600 thread count, and you have no... No, maybe you just buy the highest thread count, but you right. don't know as you're actually getting right. because thread count is not the be all end all when it comes right, to sheets. Right, right, right. And you know, us who don't know all that you know, who want to have nice sheets, go out there and we spend yeah, we can spend a lot of money on that and get a sheet that really isn't what we want and doesn't hold up and isn't and isn't the kind of feel that we really want. And but, you know, by that time, you feel kind of stuck with them. And that's that. So you perfected it by finding out people's personal preferences. All right. When you said buttery soft, I'm kind of going. (laughs) My head's going back. I'm going, yes, yes. (laughs) It sounds great. That happens to be that happens to be our best selling sheet. I bet. I bet. The, the people absolutely love that buttery soft feel. A lot of people really appreciate that. Yes, I'm sure. Um, okay, so so you have studied sleep. You have perfected your business 
to not only help people sleep well, but as they sleep well, to live well. And at the same time, for all these wonderful people, women, uh, largely, but men as well, who want to be your brand associates, they can have the, um, the great feeling that they are selling a product that has at its basis helping other people. I mean, truly helping them to live longer, be healthier, function better, you know. Um, I love that. It's a great way to, you know, to combine doing well and 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 making money at the same time. That's right, Pat, exactly. And um, it's an entrepreneurial opportunity for uh, anyone who is interested in helping people sleep well and live well. Yes. Um, it's easy to start the business and, and you can actually build a team, develop a group of people that you're working with and um, um, earn a very good income uh, through this process. Sure, sure. The other things too, that uh, each night when I rest my head on my pillow, uh, I know one thing is that we also have a program in our company called Share the Comfort, which uh, uh, empowers our independent brand associates to donate pillows to a local shelter whether it's a domestic violence shelter or a homeless shelter in their local market. And I'm proud to say that we've donated hundreds upon hundreds of pillows. I love that. Out there, uh, to, to people who need comfort uh, at a time, at a difficult time in their lives. Yeah. And so um, this is another reason for the thing that drives me is, is that it's not just helping people um, who can afford it, and who can create their own sleep sanctuary, but are in a situation where, um, you know, it's it's really difficult. So yes. I'm I'm very proud yes. of that. Well, you should be. And giving them a good night's sleep is a is a real gift of life to those those folks as well. Okay, so you know, I'm um, uh, this podcast is going all over. Um, what's going all over internationally as well. So somebody's interested. They're hearing about this. They're going. I want to be a part of that. How do they get hold of you, Jeff? It's really simple. You just go to somvi.com. It's S-O-M-N-V-I-E.com. Yeah. And uh, there's a contact us down there at the bottom on the footer of the website. And just submit your information there and we will uh, contact you and give you all the information that you need. There's a, there's a tremendous amount of information already on the website. And, uh, yes. you know, you can... Uh, uh, get all of that through our, it's actually a brand new website that we just launched, but uh, just contact us through the website and we will um, reach out to you and give you whatever information you need to either enroll as a brand associate or just simply shop with a brand associate. Sure. It sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate it. And uh, I, you know, I see a new pillow in my future. <laughs> I think I can help you with that. I think you can. All right. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, I appreciate having you on. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home on the web at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.